Well, hello there. Hi, everyone. And welcome back to an episode of The Yamcast. You sound so enthusiastic, (laughs) Christopher. Hi. Hi. My name is Erica. I'm Chris. And as you just found out, we host the Yamcast. Yes. Where we help young adults and young adult leaders either help with their ministry or help young adults to just navigate this crazy life that we live in. And we use the Bible as our framework from which to do that. All those things are true. Yes. And if you like that and you want to get to know us or you want to send us a question or any other type of comment or question or anything, anything whatsoever. Anything. At the Yamcast, at least on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. or yamcastpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And we do respond to those emails and we do uh, take your advice. Although one of our listeners, Tanya, I've multiple times uh she's given me advice like hey you should do this audiobook and i said sometime in the next 30 years maybe <laughs> so there's a little shout out to you tanya arnson faithful listener yeah up in the sheboygan area sheboygan that's such a great city name i guess not quite sheboygan but it's up, just it's reminds up me of home region. alone it should although home alone's chicago but the polka king Wait, totally. is from Sheboygan. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the polka, polka, polka. No, you haven't heard that one? Oh, oh. The polka king. Yeah, that's good. Alrighty. Monthly five. March yeah. 2022. The, world the year has, of our Lord. The world has not ended yet. Nope. So we are still doing this thing. Yes. Until the end of time. Actually, probably not. But Have you ever thought about... Like, what if the world, you know, what if what if the rapture really does happen the way that some people s- think thinks it's going to happen? What if the tribulation begins and we're all gone? Are people going to listen to the Yamcast during that tribulation period? Are they going to be like, this is terrible, everything's burning. What's this? Find, the this, Yamcast. find a good podcast. Watch us go viral once the world <laughs> ends. That would be legit. That's, well, helping people after the fact. That's right. Hey, we'll take it. If you're listening to us. Well, because then they get taken before and possibly after, right? Right. So, But if, but if you're listening to us right now and a bunch of Christians just randomly disappeared with no explanation whatsoever, and you feel like the world that you're living in is completely collapsing around you, you are absolutely correct. And listen to this podcast. Keep listening. Think about Jesus. Follow Jesus. All right. That was your PSA. They would have to get through like a hundred something episodes to get to that PSA though. That's the downside. Yeah, it's true. But we went viral. Like air high fives. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> All right. What are you reading? So as we know, if you've been listening to some of my monthly fives, I really enjoy audiobooks. Audiobooks. Or I'm at least trying to listen to one a time with the app called Libby, which is amazing because you use your library card and you can borrow them. Instead of having to use, what's the, is it called audio? Audible, where you actually have to Audible. pay for them. Sure. Who's got time for that? Or no one. By time, time, I mean money. Who's got money for that? Both of those things. Because um, you do need time in order to listen to these things. Um, but the one I listened to most recent is called Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. And he does his own audiobook, and it is phenomenal. Like if you're going to, if you're if you're thinking, oh, I should read the book, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. No, listen to it because he narrates it and it's so much better. 
She has told me this multiple times in the last month. It's just really interesting. So clearly it must be really, really good. So you have to do this. You just like, I mean, have you ever wondered what he's like, you know? No. You're like, where, where did this <laughs> persona come from? And then you just get these, in, like, how he started, what his childhood was like, him and his, mm. like, just lots of different, obviously, inside and outs. And, hmm. and he talks about green lights and how red lights and yellow lights can become a green light. And, yeah, it's, and you get little, a little window into his life. It's, I find it, I thought it was really good. I would ask two questions. Are you running for governor of Texas? To Matthew? Yeah, that's, that's one I want to, and second, did you do this audiobook in a Lincoln? Were you in a Lincoln the whole time? Oh, he should have. Yeah? Staring at a he bison, cracking his knuckles or something? Yeah. What are you thinking <laughs> there? Anyway. Oh. No, I, I honestly thought about listening to it. Uh, it's pretty good. So if you ever you have that. 12 hours, I don't remember how many it is, 10, 12 hours. I don't know how many it is. <laughs> I mean, obviously don't do it in one sitting, but anyways, it's good. I was like, I would listen to it while I was cooking dinner or. Yeah. Yeah. 12 hours of Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Oh, it's just, it's good. It's that good. Anyways, what are you reading? Uh, I think the the biggest one that I want to talk about this month is, because I'm always reading like multiple books. Mm -hmm. It's kind of stupid. But Rediscover Church. I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast yet. If I have, I'm just going to re-up and say right here, I'm reading through with a bunch of pastors. We do a ministerial. So right now I'm going through Lead, which I talked about a couple months ago with our elder board, and we're talking about doing it with the staff potentially, mm -hmm. which I think would be a good move. It's a really good book for leadership. Rediscover Church is kind of a a reformed defense of the church coming out of the pandemic. Like why? Oh, interesting. Why we? It's do, a very relevant. Why we do what we now. do? Why are we meeting? Why do we have pastor? What are elders? You know, should I be a member? Like, it's just really good. Faithful walking through. Um, yeah, various scriptures, but then also just the idea, the general idea of what is church. And so their point is rediscover church, right? Yeah. So if you're not, you know, from the reformed tradition, sure, you may not love every little piece of it, but I think it's helpful for every church and every person. Even if you read part of it and you're like, eh, I'm good. I don't need that. Who cares? You don't need to agree with everything Yeah. to read a book that's valuable. And I think it would be helpful maybe to do with a, you know, a, a young adult group Oh yeah. and tell them this is what church is really all about. Cause I think some of us are just so disillusioned and upset with the church because they either didn't do what we wanted it to do or I did too much of something we didn't want it to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we get all caught up in what it's all about, you, you, especially in the evangelical circle, at least right now in 2022. I think a lot of people just immediately assume evangelicals are, and the answer there would be, you know, all kinds of things. Negative things. Hom homophobes. Yes. Lots you know, of negative Trump things. lovers. Like all these, and none of those things are necessarily true. However, if we're understood in the correct light, I understand why people come at us that oh, yeah. direction. But so all that to say, this is just a really good primer of this is what church is about. And it's short, which I think would be helpful. Way less than 12 hours of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Although if I can get Matthew McConaughey to read Rediscover Ooh. Church. Okay, I could do that. Hey, Colin Hansen, the guy who helped write it with. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Why am I blanking on it? He's such a great uh, political blogger. I'm going to, instead of totally you know, messing up the name right here. I'm going to look it up yeah. super fast. But while I'm doing that, these two are good writers. I actually went to school with Colin at Trinity. He's a great guy. Um, 
Jonathan Lehman. You ever heard that name? No. So he's at uh, Mark Deaver's church in Washington, D.C. And Colin is just a terrific guy who went to Northwestern for his undergrad and then went to Trinity. And then now they both work for the Gospel Coalition in some different ways. They're great guys. But uh, Jonathan is really specializes in political science, that sort of idea. Uh, and doesn't land where a lot of people think he would land on some issues, which is really cool. And then Colin Hansen uh, is really a historian at heart who has come into his own as a editor for the Gospel Coalition. So most of the articles that come out, he's edited them and brought them to fruition. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wrote this book. It's good. They're solid guys. But Colin and, and uh, Jonathan, I don't know why I keep blanking You're on like, his name. I totally just looked it I up. Just, I can see Colin's face whenever I say his name because yeah. we said we had a class together. Yeah. But Colin and, and Jonathan, you know, get my, Matthew McConaughey to do your book yeah. as an audio version. Yeah, a little plug. I think that's that. great. All right, what are you watching? So Survivor's back. Don't, I love Survivor. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've actually never watched Survivor. <clears throat> so, and I don't know if I, I think I have talked about that. So the last season was a shortened season, 29 days, I think, and usually 39. Um, and they did not start with food. If they lose a challenge, they have to give them their flint. Like, it's like, it's. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It is a <laughs> you lot. You said that, yeah. It's a lot more Survivor, like. Right. Well, they filmed this season right after last season. So these people have, they've never watched the last season. Oh, that's a good idea. So they actually don't even know. And they're, so they're doing basically the same thing. That's a great idea. So they get there and they're like, no rice. Like we don't start with rice. Like what is going on? And actually in this last episode, one of the guys is vegan. They found a bunch of crabs and they boiled them. And he's like having definitely a identity crisis in a way. Like, sure. I need this because we don't have rice, but like, I don't want to eat meat. And he's like, I'm struggling. I'm like, but also I'm like, how, I think he went on thinking that he would be able to have rice. Sure. All of the time. And then you don't. But he's a vegan. So. On the show called Survivor. I know. Cause I'm like all of the, whenever you do any awards, reward food things. Sure. I mean, I guess there's sometimes this peanut butter or like peanut butter jelly sandwich, but I'm like a lot of it's meat based and you need meat. You cannot yeah. just do rice. Yeah, they don't have lentils in the wild. For I'm just so I'm just like that's yeah. gonna be really. So he ended up eating it. It was really hard for him, but he did end up. They were like, "How does it taste?" He's like, "Good and guilty." And I was like, "Okay." Or how do you feel? And he said, "Good and guilty." Is what he said. Anyways, so I love Survivor. I love watching the challenges. And there's lots of great people in this one, so lots of people to to cheer for. Cool. So. I mean, there's other things that I'm watching too, but Survivor is... Did you watch The Amazing Race? I loved The Amazing I haven't watched it recently. You didn't watch the last season? No. So maybe I need to. But I love... I mean, I loved... I love them both. Yeah. But I like Amazing... What's hard with Amazing Race, though, recently is like, isn't it much more confined in a way? This was the first... This started right before the pandemic. They actually had to shut the race down. Oh. And then they started it like a year and a half later. Okay. With, I will have to, because I think Hulu, where'd I see it at that I could rewatch it? Yes. It might be on Hulu. It's worth watching this season. We we love it. We just love the idea of travel. You know. I know. That, I, that alone is so much fun to watch. I love it. And then I remember being like, oh, Aaron, do you want to watch it? And he's like, no. And I was like, so that's when I'll have to watch on my own. <laughs> so here we are. No, Dylan, Dylan loves it. Eden loves it too, but. But Dylan is just like that. Let's let's cuddle up and watch Amazing Race. It's just it's I really like it. For one, yes, you get to see these places, and but they do things that are very cultural to that place. Totally, and yeah, 
anyways. It widens your horizons. Oh, yeah. I think it helps you see, oh, we're not the only people that do that. Or we, why do we do this? They don't, they don't seem to do that and they're fine. They, they, they love their life. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Yeah. yeah what good. are, what have you been watching? So this is all movies. I, I'm watching more than this because I'm a, but you also have like the, job. the special pass. Well, not special pass, sure. but you pay a flat yeah. monthly rate and yeah. you get to watch basically as many movies as you want. Well, and only two of these are in theater though. The rest of them. It's true. I didn't see that, but so uncharted in the theater, I've never played the video game, so I, I feel like I've missed a bunch of details. I didn't even know it was a video oh, yeah, game. Oh, yeah, perfect. So you saw after. this, too. You saw Until this after. one, too. Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah. So Uncharted, terrific, fun, goofy, uh, a blast. Did you like it? Yeah, just weird. Like, like Goofy, ridiculous, totally, you know. Although, I always have this. There's a part of me that wanted to be Indiana Jones when I was a kid. Mm. So the idea of Aztec gold in a ship in a cave in some random part of the world that sounds awesome. It does. Just, it just reminded me of Goonies, to yeah, be honest. It should. So, it should. Yeah. It totally should. Yeah. No, that's a great comparison. And you know, you're watching it, thinking, okay, that that can't happen. Okay, that can't happen. You know, the the scene with the, the very opening of the movie where Tom Holland falls out of the plane and then basically climbs cargo to get back on yes, the plane. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. like, come on, that's yeah. just not possible. You would have died a long time ago. Yeah. And then he gets hit by a car. Yeah. Right. In the air. <laughs> That sounds legit, but when you're if you're looking for just something ridiculous and fun, it, it's almost out of theaters, so it'll probably come out soon yeah. on, on whatever. So we watched that; that was fun. Had a good time with that. The Batman, I've heard it's really good. Holy cow! It it's super long, and it and I feel every time I say this, I all of my Batman friends, I think they want to throw something at me. It's way too long. I've heard that too, actually. So. It's three hours. Every bit of it is three hours. It feels like three hours. There's a couple of spots where. You know, because like Endgame or, you know, Infinity War, those were two and a half, three hours-ish. It didn't feel like it. It moved pretty quick. It did. There Lots was, of yeah. different storylines. The Batman is is a work of art. It's beautiful. It's really well done. It's a really well-rounded story. It's a good way of telling the Batman story. I found it interesting that Robert Pattinson is in almost the entire movie, but very rarely out of character in the mm-hmm. sense of out of his suit. Mm-hmm. He's almost okay. always in Batman. Which I thought was cool because some of the other ones had him, you know, Batman doing random things like push-ups or, you know, walking around in a fancy suit. Or like suit. going to a fundraiser or... Totally. Yeah. This one deals with that less. It's just more like... Batman. What would it be like if you were Batman? So that's really, really good. I liked it, but it does feel long. There's one scene where they're like driving motorcycles in the in the cemetery and it's just a slow race through the cemetery with no real purpose and i'm like okay you could have cut that we could have done 20 seconds of this and understood the idea and moved on but alas uh people get mad at me when i say that out loud so i'll not say it out. you're loud. not the only person because i've heard that too that it could have been probably 40 minutes shorter if they say that around batman people the batman people are uh, freaking mm-hmm. that's so all of my comic book friends who are really big nerds in the dc world yes because they've got to like, they've got to hold you? their own because it's the batman we've been waiting for marvel's like, kind of robert pattinson's the batman you've been waiting for <laughs> That's ben Affleck sad. was really good, okay? No. <laughs> Just no. kidding. I, we had I actually a, haven't even watched that one. I, actually I don't a, know. I had a fight the other day with someone about whether Christian Bale is the best Batman or whether Robert Pattinson has already beaten him. And I'm like, Christian Bale was the best Batman ever. He's really good. It, maybe after the second or third movie of Robert, we'll get to the place where we're like, okay, fine. Maybe. No Michael Keaton. No, he was great, but he only had two <laughs> just, movies. Really and kidding. also, they were just we like they're they were more goofy. Yeah, they like. This the is Batman's, the grittiness. Yeah, the that Batman's you're in for. the beginning were they were far 
Yeah, they were less um, dark. Yeah. They were a little bit more goofy. Like the right. Joker was goofier looking rather yeah. than like demented. You know? Right. So. Right. Whereas Heath Ledger, it's far and away the greatest Joker of all time up to this point. Yeah. I mean, he, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Third movie I saw recently. This is actually on Netflix. 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 Yeah. Netflix, yeah. The Adam Project. If you like 90s, 80s sci-fi with a moral twist to it, something that you can watch and be like, oh, that's actually trying to teach me something, this movie is for you. Yeah, We watched it with the kids. Uh, great family night. We just had a fun time good, watching good. it. It was really, really good. Just a little bit of language, random crazy violence that has nothing to do, but it's not like bloody violence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's more like magic stick that you hit in the ground and everyone blows away and you're like, that's awesome. You know, that's more fun to watch with it with kids. Uh, Cause that's what Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Seeing that Ryan Reynolds and he He's, runs into his childhood self. Oh, interesting. And uh, his dad is the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. And his mom is Jennifer Garner. Lots of big names. Yeah. Big, 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 big names. Yeah. <laughs> So the Adam Project was great. I, I totally watched that. Okay, the last two though that that we watched, I don't think we watched them this month, but I did not mention them last month, and I should have. Have you watched The Alpinist or Free Solo? What does that even mean? No, you, neither one of these. No. Okay. Free so, so like climbing. Yes. Okay. These are both climbing movies. The Alpinist is in Amazon Prime, I believe, and Free Solo is a Discovery Plus. Movie. So like documentaries. They're both documentaries. If you watch movies that make your hands sweat. Like you get nervous? You're just sitting there watching it. Your heart starts beating and your hands start sweating. I don't know if you like that, but I'm a, I'm a big fan. Like the adrenaline is kind of moving? Free Solo, he climbed. I can't. His, I, his name is ugh. Alex Honnold. He's phenomenal. He's a Canadian climber. And the other one is Jean-Marc Leclerc. Or Marc, Marc-Andre Le, uh, Leclerc. Leclerc? Yeah. He... He is nuts. Uh, Mark Andre is just insane. And he's in the Alpinist. So it's about him going across the world and doing all this stuff. But like he doesn't, it's just crazy what he does. He's amazing. And it's all just with his hands. And every once in a while he has like a, a stick, you know, like a little tiny axe that he puts in the, I mean, he's just crazy. But what he's doing in the Alpinist, it basically follows the idea of what Alpine climbing is and supposed to be. And then there's, you know, some really interesting parts of the ending that are pretty intense. There's language, drug use, and, and the alpinist. Just be aware of that. Free solo, there's a face, a rock face in Yosemite. I think it's in Yosemite. That is like unclimbable. And he's like, that's what I'm going to climb. So he spends a good chunk of the movie climbing it with gear on testing himself to see if he's capable of doing it without gear on. The reason why it's called free solos, he has nothing. It's when he does just it. him. And there's Ugh. Erica, there's one spot where he has his toe on a rock, his thumb is holding another rock, and he's he has to transition his entire body to catch like a tiny little rock with his fingers and pull himself. You're you're and you're watching this like this dude's gonna fall right now. Like we're gonna watch this guy. But was die. it was this the Disney Plus? Discovery Plus. Oh, Discovery Plus. Okay. Well, because I, I was going to say, if it's Disney Plus, he ain't dying. Well, so. if you know anything, well, it is on but. Disney Plus as well, because I think they have a connection with Discovery or something. Mm. Like, you can watch it on Disney. But That'd be really sad. He, 
you clearly know he climbed it. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah, but like, up. But it still doesn't take away from the intensity no, of the whole no, thing. And he's I, amazing. So it, it's totally worth it. Out. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge climber guy, but it made me go, I love this. I would love to do that. And then I realized I'm not built for that. <laughs> <laughs> a little too top heavy. I'm going to use my thumb. Um, I'm dead. That's what, that's like, what that means. I'm not yeah. using my thumb. Yeah. Can I wear dress shoes? Sketchers? Can I wear my Sketchers? <laughs> Sketchers. <laughs> Can I wear my Sketchers? Yeah. So what do you, uh, what do you learn in these days? Uh, this is kind of a dumb thing, but it's true. I'm realizing how angry so many people are all the time. It has to be exhausting. Right? Not, it's not just ministry. It's just in general. I, I don't know. know if you're seeing it, but like... People who work at a fast food restaurant, I'm watching just the worst of people. And right now, we're still not back to normal. I, I, I think most of us want to be, and I totally understand that. But there are people not working yet. So there are certain places that just still have mm-hmm. no help, you know? And you see help one in science places, or some people have just given up on that altogether, you know, of even asking for help at this point. They're just kind of doing whatever. But I'm finding that when people are not getting their way, they're just flipping out. Yeah. Like the idea of being a Karen is just crazy and it's going nuts. And we're in the middle of a massive swing of inflation and fuel prices are out of control. So you add all that together, not a ton of workers, fuel prices out of control, inflation's going on and everything else. Why can't we just step back and be a little gracious to people? Mm -hmm. But I'm just watching people be total turds to everybody all the time. And I'm going... I didn't realize it was this bad. You like know the I mean? amount of signs that businesses have to have that say, please be patient with us, fill in the blank. I'm like, seriously? Like you have to put that out there? Totally. And obviously they do because yes, they get treated like crap. Because we've lived in a society for too long that says the customer is always right. And the fact is sometimes what the customer is asking for is asinine and should not be asked. Like it mm-hmm. just, we are just so caught up in our own everything. It's about us. All we think time. we're the greatest thing ever. And right now that's getting tested to the limits. So I'm finding, I don't know about you, but I'm finding when I go somewhere and, and I'm just, I'm kind to the person behind the counter, they just beam and they want to do something to make my day better. And I'm like, I'm not even here for that. I just, you'll get my, you're a human being. Yeah. You'll get my food when the time comes or and you'll get my drink or whatever. Yeah, totally. But I'm just, it, I'm just so dis- disappointed with people and I'm just learning how angry everyone is all the time driving me nuts. Cause it is crazy. Like you're treating them like garbage over food or Usually. a drink yeah. or some sort of service. Yeah. Like yeah, I thought this was fast food. <laughs> okay. Chill. Just chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. really sad. Yeah. Uh, what are you learning? Oh, I'm learning how to live on no sleep. You sound like someone who just had a child. Or <sighs> he actually slept better in the beginning than he does now. Like Happens. He slept better month two, three. Now we're, <laughs> golly. Or it's just catching up to us. Maybe that's what it is. But, you know, he actually also slept more than he does now. Like, I mean, for us to get a three-hour uninterrupted, like, section of sleep is, like, last night we got three hours and uh, from 8.30 to, like, 11.30, and I was like, well, that was nice. I mean, granted, I didn't get to sleep until, like, 9, so, no, it wasn't three hours for me but it's yeah i think it had me clocking in at like five and a half hours of sleep he's just waking up so much and i'm like 
Dude. This is the stuff they don't tell you. Go to sleep. They don't tell you this when you're going to become a parent. I mean, they do always talk about sleep deprivation, but I thought, oh, like, I mean, he was doing so well. So I was like, I don't think we're going to have a problem. And then he goes to daycare and then he gets sick. And then the four month sleep regression. And then he's learning how to roll over and things. So then he like gets onto his stomach in his sleep and he doesn't know what to do. So he freaks out Yep. or he's sleeping on his side and then he rolls onto his back and he startles himself, you know, like all of these things. So it's just, it's a lot. I mean, I handle it, I think, better. Or I, like, I can do less sleep better than Aaron can. Okay. Like, I don't feel as tired as he does a lot of the time, but it's definitely catching up. I get it. It's so golly. The other day, well, yesterday, one of my coworkers, I was telling her how tired I was, and she was like, you don't look tired. And I was like, it's called concealer and mascara. Those two things will make you look awake. And alive. If I wasn't wearing those, I would probably look like I was dead. So right. here we are. Right. So anyways, yes, just learning how to live on no sleep. But it really does completely affect like how you treat people. Like I know my husband a few times has been like, I'm really sorry that I was short. I'm really tired. Like it's just, yeah. it really starts to affect um, everything. Which is a good time to have grace for one. It is. It yeah. is true. And to treat each other well. So what so, are you listening to? Um, I am listening to Brandon Lake. Yeah. I really like him. I'm a big fan. Yeah. On once, A nice thing on Spotify is that you can listen. It'll say like, this is Brandon Lake. And it's like a whole playlist of all of his stuff mm -hmm. which is really nice that he has an nice. ep that's like dedicated to his wife which is really good um and then obviously obviously he has like his worship stuff too and so yeah i'm just really enjoying listening to him and it's like more mellow and nice which is hmm. sometimes just what you would prefer this probably isn't going to go where you think it's going to go right off the bat but have you seen his wife do you know what she looks like um from the picture on the front, she's very pretty. Okay. Does she have better hair than him? Or does he have better hair, in your opinion? That's where I'm actually going. Yeah. I mean, I mean, her hair was long. Yeah. It's straight. His is curly. So there very is that curly. difference. There is that difference. Yeah. So. No, he's got a mane on him. He does. It's very long. Yeah. It's very long. So what are you listening to? Uh, I really, I said this months ago, but you need to listen to the Rebuilders podcast if you're not listening to it. So... John Mark Sayers is a terrific thinker and pastor in Red Church in Australia. He and part of his team are, yeah, basically talking about cultural implications to the gospel, discipleship, stuff like that. Mm. Really, really good stuff. But he did a couple episodes on the Ukraine recently that are Ooh. just unbelievable and really, really helpful. And I think part of what's helpful is he's talking about uh, the contextual issues that are coming along with nationalities and what's going on. And part of what he's pointing out is, and there's a bunch of thinkers that have been saying this for a while, but now we're sort of starting to see it play out that I don't know that nation states are existing quite to the extent that we always thought that they would. And what we're starting to see is that there's actually big culture swings that people are aligning themselves with a type of culture rather than their nation more. Hmm. So what you're starting to see, and, I, and I, I've been saying this to a few people for a while, I really think that 
part of what's going to happen with the Ukraine situation is the West is going to reformulate itself pretty around a whole new set of values. Mm. You know, we've been sort of really comfortable and happy for a long time without ever having any threat whatsoever, any difficulty. So we've basically been infighting and dealing with making in our, in our opinion, making the West best, the best West we could possibly make it. Mm -hmm. Well, now that we have sort of a collective challenge to that culture, I think we're, we're bonding Mm. together and creating a culture of itself. So he does a good job of spelling it out way better than I just did, but it, that's interesting to me and really helpful uh, and, and good to kind of dive into. Are you familiar with Jordan B. Peterson? No. This is the second thing that I'm listening to. And, and please understand, for those on the podcast who are listening and you're thinking, I don't agree with him at all, and I, he's a very controversial figure. He's a full, uh, psychologist and really has become sort of a philosopher in some ways. Mm-hmm. He became a big deal over the last few years, partly just because he's pushed back on some of the agenda of the radical left. And he would say he's just as angry with the radical right, but the radical left needed some a pushback in his opinion. And so he has a podcast, JBP podcast. I've listened to a couple episodes. It's thought-provoking and interesting. And every once in a while he has a guest who uses foul language, but for the most part he does not. He just kind of sticks in a, he's got a very unique voice and a very unique way of thinking and processing, but he's done a couple on faith that I think are incredibly interesting. And part of the reason why he's interesting is he's not a Christian. He doesn't even necessarily believe in God, at least in the sense that we would. He talks more about this ethereal Mm. being that may or may not exist. And he'll talk about the Christ as more of a, an honorific rather than a person. So I don't agree with most of what he says, but it's helpful for me to listen to how the world is processing the faith. Yeah. And he's a really good in-between in that sense. And so he had a, you know, uh, an episode with a couple of Catholic theologians that was really helpful for me to listen to even them talk to him about what they're seeing in their faith and what he's thinking. And it's just, it's good for me because I feel like I'm having a conversation without being in the room. So I don't know if, if anybody would like that, but I think it's a good, it's a good thing to listen to. That does sound good. So what's uh what's been on your heart? So I just there's been a couple of things that have happened in the last month that just reminded me it is so f- amazing and fulfilling to help other people out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you get to that spot where you look at the other person, you realize, man, I actually was able to help you out in your life, and this is huge. So my shout out or my on my heart, the whole idea here that I, I'm just going to put on to you, the listener, and to all of us is just think. Think about what God has done for you and then take what God has done for you and then pass it on to somebody else. Just mm-hmm. love them well, whatever that looks like. But we have people in, that, that are in need all the time. They might be in the hospital. They might be going to the hospital. They might have uh, some health concern that they're really freaking out about and they just want someone to pray with them or they just want someone to spend time with them. We sometimes get so caught up in ourselves that we just forget about just loving somebody else and doing something great for them. Even just mowing a lawn for somebody or picking up sticks for somebody or you know, noticing someone's garbage got blown down the street, go pick it up and, and carry it to it their to driveway. Them, yeah. Like it's not that hard to do. And we just, uh, we forget until we do it, how much that means to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We had a neighbor recently that lost a pet and Heidi is really passionate about that kind of stuff. And so she grabbed, uh, basically a little rock that has the name of the dog and some other details on it. And, and we, we bought it off this thing online. It came and, the girls dropped it off. And I'm like, what a neat thing mm-hmm. to do just to say, Hey, we know that this doesn't feel good. It hurts. See this. Yeah. And we're with you. And, uh, I just think that's good for us to do that and help other people out. And there's nothing quite like helping other people out. Right. Yeah. 
Right. It does make you feel good. All right, what's on your heart? Um, so just remembering that all kids are different, you know, and this isn't any stage of life. Obviously, I'm dealing with the newborn infant baby stage, but just that they're going to reach milestones at different times. Like, and this is just good to know always, like sure. that they're going to be better at some things and not as good at others and that that's okay. Yep. Um, but it can be really hard especially with social media now too, where you see, oh, well, they're feeding their their child food. I should probably be feeding my child food or their child sleeps through the night. Uh, why isn't mine sleeping through the night? Or they're already crawling or they're, and then you already feel like you're behind or like you're doing something wrong. And so just, yeah, just take a step back and it'll all be okay. And I think that is really important. I know for me, I'm constantly wondering if there's different things we should be doing. And a lot of times Aaron just has to be like, it's going to be fine. Yep. Like he'll eventually sleep through the night. I don't think it necessarily matters if we do this, this and this, like it'll eventually happen. Like it's not, a doesn't need to happen right now. Um, I mean, I get really annoyed when people post about their kids sleeping through the night. Like <laughs> stop bragging, stop bragging. It's just not kind. Like just think of that to yourself. Mine sleep till like noon some days. Well, yours are also not five months. I actually prefer so. them getting up earlier. But anyway, I would love for them to get up at seven with me and hang out. But they don't want to do that. They just sleep. I mean, I wouldn't so mind that. So that's something to look forward to someday. Mine is that he gets up four times at night. Yeah, that's not fun. So that's that's the part that, because I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if he woke up early. I But it's the, <laughs> what is early? 1130? <laughs> Two. Four? 530. I'm like, my alarm is just about to go off. <laughs> Um, but really it is hard, especially with social media. And I mean, this is for anything in your life. Like you're not going to re reach the same things that other people are reaching. And especially when you start having children, they're not going to all, it's not that two years old means this is, th there are parameters in some ways, but it's not always going to be what it's going to be, you know? So right. just trying to remember, like they're all unique and they're all different and they're going to grow and develop at different rates and that is okay. Yes. And you are unique listener, whoever you are. Yes. Right. And you are going to develop and progress in different ways than Absolutely. other people. Your friend may have started so a company it. that has already a billion dollars and you may feel like you're a total failure. You're not. You're just not a billionaire like your friend is. And that's okay. <laughs> right? It's true. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.